Radio MD. RadioMD.com. The world's preeminent talk radio portal. All about your health. And now here's Melanie Cole, MS, host of Staying Well. Smartphones offer a world of knowledge and information at your fingertips, and keeping your phone at hand is second nature for most people. But why not take the time to turn your phone into a life-saving device in times of emergency? It just could be your best friend. My guest is Carolyn Deming. She's an external affairs specialist with the Department of Homeland Security's Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA. Welcome to the show, Carolyn. So how can we use digital technology, specifically our phones, our smartphones, our tablets, to help us in the case of disaster? Give us some of your best and most important tips. Thank you, Melanie. It's a pleasure to be on the show. There are so many ways that your phone can be a lifeline in disaster. There are smartphone apps. There are uh, applications like a flashlight. FEMA itself has an app where you could locate a shelter. You can learn what disasters are nearest you that are most common in your area. Hurricanes, floods, the Red Cross has several of those applications. But in addition to that, Simple measures like learning how to text message, teaching your parents, your grandparents, so that they can reach many people with just one click to let them know that they're okay, that it becomes a lifeline when you're running out the door and you're grabbing your kids, your pets, and your cell phone. Okay, I'm, you're speaking to someone who is not a great texter, so and I have a pretty old flip phone, which doesn't really text that well, so I suppose... This means I should probably start considering updating. Now, you know, keeping all of our contacts around us and keeping all of the, you know, in a nice, neat, organized list. What if we want to use these things and we haven't charged our phones or the power is out or Wi-Fi? There's no Wi-Fi. How do these things, you know, will they still work? So there are two things that are in that. Uh, learning how to conserve the battery power on your phone is really important. Putting it in airplane mode, adjusting the screen uh, brightness will help you save that battery time. Text messages use less power than a phone call, and it leaves the phone lines less congested so that emergency numbers can get through. Additionally, uh, text messages go through easier than a phone call. So you want to you wanna take that time to learn, and maybe it's just typing in the word you or I'm okay. Uh, in terms of, um, in, in another way to use your phone as a lifeline, you can program those contacts into your phone. Not just your loved ones, your friends, your family, but can you get in touch with your pharmacist, your, your doctor, the daycare, being able to reach those people in your life and get uh, re- uh, get in contact with your loved ones. September is National Preparedness Month right now, so we're really trying to show all of that, building a kit, making a plan, getting prepared. So talk to us about building a kit. When we're talking about building a kit and our cell phone and an extra battery maybe, and even, you know, an old-fashioned radio, you know, one of these radios that you crank up or something that keeps around, build us a little kit that includes our digital devices and any backups that we need with those. You're exactly right. Uh, NOAA Weather Radio often has hand cranks. Some of them even have solar chargers that you can plug your device in to charge off of the sunlight because we can't always rely on electricity. So in your kit, having that NOAA Weather Radio as well as water, 
food, games for the kids, a contact list, and another great digital piece is a flash drive, something that has that crucial record for your house, your mortgage, your insurance company, medical documents downloaded or uploaded to this flash drive in order to have that information at your fingertips. It can act as a portable social device. (laughs) I, I absolutely agree with you, and I think that that's even more important than people realize, and even just more than for disaster preparedness, really, because, you know, you can use that just when you're going to the doctor, Carolyn. You can have that flash drive that has your medical records, medications, your children's or children are on, allergies, any of those kinds of things. And do we carry, I mean, you, do you think people should be carrying this around with them at this point? If they are password protected, it's not a bad idea or housing it in a place that your family knows where it is. The big point in this is discussing with your family. How are you going to communicate? Whether that's a meeting location in your neighborhood or outside, contacting a family member who's out of state, or just having that meetup location where one person is in charge of grabbing the kit, one person is in charge of grabbing the flash drive, having this discussion with your family on a regular basis so it becomes ingrained. You know, and to speak to what you were mentioning before, another great element is the ICE element, which stands for in case of emergency. Each phone is a little different, but you have the ability to program a contact, critical medical information, uh, diagnoses, uh, medications, allergies, blood type even. And emergency officials, first responders, can actually bypass your lock screen if it's programmed to dial the people you need. So in my phone, I have my mother my sister, with one touch, they are in touch with someone who needs to know that I am okay or not okay. And it has that critical medical information in it. So as this is National Preparedness Month, besides having your kit, making sure your phones, your contacts are up to date, maybe using a zip drive to keep all of your important papers, what do you think is the other most important part as a family that you do do you think that one of the important things is to talk about this with your children, with your teenagers, with you know your spouse just to get it all together so you all understand how to reach each other in case of emergency, how to tell each other where you're going to be so that there's not a lot of confusion and panic? I think that is the most important thing. Have the discussion. Sit down, talk about it. We take for granted that we will be able to, one, communicate with, and two, reach the people we love most in times of an emergency. Do you have alternate routes to your work? Do you have phone numbers memorized, stored? Have you talked about how you can survive and get back in touch with the people that you want most in times of an emergency? Having that conversation, making it a family event to build the kit, to talk about where you'll meet up, to be informed about what happens in your neighborhood and really paying attention to what does it mean when you have a severe weather watch or warning? What happens if the lightning and the thunder start? You go indoors. There are so many things that can happen and knowing what is at risk for you and your family and talking about it, making it a priority. Number one thing. Number one thing, I agree, and I think that that's so important that we all kind of know so that there's not this panic, and maybe even, you know, they say do a fire drill in your home, maybe even do a sort of a run-through and say this is what we're going to do if you're at school or if you're out here with your friends or anything so that everybody kind of knows 
you know, where everybody is and what's going on and build your kit. Now give us some websites where people can get more information on building this kits and national preparedness month and really your best tips for being ready in this digital age for any emergency that may arise. So you can always visit ready.gov. R-E-A-D-Y dot G-O-V. That is going to be a plethora of information. It has games for the kids. You can talk about blackouts, hurricanes, flooding, you name it, and it will have information of what to do before, during, and after. As it's digital, you can always follow FEMA on Twitter, Facebook. We're going to share preparedness information, life-saving, life-sustaining information. You can download the FEMA app. Have that on your phone so if something happened, you would be able to find the nearest shelter. You would be able to look at a checklist of items you should have in your kit. And on our mobile site, which is m.fema.gov, it'll show up really well on your phone, or the regular, fema.gov, you can learn so much information about what you can do to build that kit, apart from water, food. Include games. Think about your pets. Think about what is unique to your family and build your kit around that. Talk about your emergency communication plan around where you live. Absolute great advice. It's ready.gov so that you can be prepared. This is Melanie Cole. You're listening to Radio MD. Thanks so much for being with us today, and stay well.